Hello and welcome to the first episode of OGFM or Old Gods and Forgotten Myths. So the reason I've decided to start doing this podcast is because I found some of the Norse and Celtic gods really interesting but I never really bothered looking into anything any further until I watched the TV show American Gods and they kept introducing all these gods like Anansi and Belquis and uh, Wednesday who spoiler eventually found out it was Odin and um, every time they introduced one I was just going further and further into the subject and I spent quite a lot of time just doing this random research and wasn't really doing anything with information so rather than just looking into it and forgetting about it I thought I'd put in a podcast and then if anybody wants to try and find out anything about it it'll be there and hey, even if nobody listens to it at least I can fucking look back on it and remind myself what I've actually looked into got a memory like a sieve man but another reason I decided to start doing this was with my job I do a lot of travelling around Scotland spend a lot of time in hotels or Airbnbs and just Monday to Friday what I was doing getting back for work sitting in front of the TV and just just fucking watching Big Bang Theory and How I Met Your Mother and munching myself into a food coma so no, there's only so much of that you can watch before it be- begins to grind on you. Um, but yeah, um, I know for a fact, like, some of the seconds ahead, like, I've recorded before I'm recording this intro, so I'm well aware that I sound like a fucking boring bastard, but if you bear with me, hopefully in a, a few episodes' time, it'll start to sound a bit more natural and less robotic. And also, if there is any questions or suggestions or advice on how to make it a better, a better podcast, give me a shout on Instagram at oldgods underscore forgotten myths, and I'll get back to you. This is all totally new, man. I'm keen to get it going properly. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out. I mean, I kind of picked a bit of daft time to start doing a podcast for when I'm working away from home and my missus ready to pop a baby number three in there my worker put me local so I'm at home with the two kids the rest of the time so hopefully I'll get a bit of peace and quiet to actually record this but without anything further let's uh, let's get started on Odin So Odin, he is uh, the creator of the world, him and his brothers, and uh, he's got over 200 names. I'm not going to spend time listing them all, but there's a, here's a few. There's Grimnar, One-Eye, The Wanderer, Allfather, Gundlir, Gladawar, Eaglehead, and The Ancient One. I mean, he's got fucking rakes of names. Loads of them, you should honestly have a look down the Wikipedia page. There's, it goes on forever. Um, he's known for war, death, royalty, wisdom and knowledge. Also partially a wee bit of sorcery and poetry as well. Um, he's forever hunting for wisdom and knowledge. Always looking, we'll hear some of the sacrifices about that later on. So, a bit of backstory as well to get into this. Um, in the beginning there were two realms, one of ice, which was Elvagar, mist and cold and the other was just flames and they were separated with a grassless void in the middle and eventually um, 
two elements joined together in the void. One was venom for the icy river, and this created the first Yoan, or giant, Ymir. He had a cow that, uh, there was a cow there called a Tumla that he suckled on to grow. Super massive, and you kind of get the scale of how big he was just shortly. Um, Ymir's sweat dripped down, which created more giants that was from his armpits, and they were known as the Yoanar. And he also gave birth to his six-headed son from the from the back of his knee. Well, it says leg pit, but that's like the only bit back of your knee, surely your fucking leg pit. So the cow, Tumla, was licking salt from the ice, and he found well, he the cow found the first icy god Buri. On the first day, the cow licked his hair free, and then the second day, his head, and on the third day, he got the rest of his body out of the ice. Buri went on to have a son called Bor. Bor married a giant and had three children, one of whom was Odin. Odin, had, uh, Odin and his two brothers, Vili and V, killed the giant Ymir, and there was so much blood for the kill that it caused a flood that killed pretty much all of the Jotunar apart for the two who repopulated the race. And the reason they killed Ymir was for the raw materials and they wanted to use the raw materials to build the world so that's how big Ymir was, it was absolutely massive so he used his flesh for the earth and that was soil, grass, teeth for stones and rocks, his bones were for the mountains, he used his skull for the sky and sparks for the fire realm made the sun, the stars and the moon. He used Ymir's hair for trees and the blood was the seas. Um, and the brains were for the clouds. He also used his eyebrows to build a fence, like what massive eyebrows they must have been like. And they built this fence to protect against attacks for the, the Jotunar, the other giants. They must have been some sturdy fucking eyebrows, like. There was also um, light elves and dark elves. The light elves were supposed to be fairer than the sun to look at, so that kind of made me think of like Legolas and the, like the river elves and the dark elves lived in the earth, which kind of made me think of orcs. Like Tolkien must have been taking some inspiration for uh, Norse mythology. And I'm sure I read somewhere that Odin was actually uh, based on, well, no, sorry, Gandalf was actually based on Odin. Um, I'm sure there was another god for the what was it, the Kala, Kala Bar? One of the Finnish, Finnish mythology, um, it was crossed with one of their go gods that was quite similar to Odin anyway. Once uh, once he'd actually built the world with Ymir's body, they needed to be worshipped, so Odin and his brothers created humans. Odin gave the humans their soul and their life. Billy gave them wit, and V gave them their continents, so their facial expressions and appearance. And then they built Asgard above there so they could watch their creations. Um, we went on Odin's family life as well. He went on to marry Frigg, who's said to know the fate of everybody, but doesn't tell anybody. And he went on to father many sons, unknown number, but he's a total shagger. Eh? Um, the main son sons were Thor, the god of thunder. Balder, the god of light, who was said to be pure, nice, he was a good fighter, 
and uh, Loki. He was adopted, so he was a blood brother. He was actually Jotun himself, so he was a giant and he was a shapeshifter. Um, but yeah, they had, he had kinship woven and got along really well, so he was adopted into the family. He was witty, charming, could talk himself out of pretty much any situation, but he wasn't trusted by gods or Jotunar. Back then, Odin would actually walk among the humans disguised as an old wanderer. Again, Gandalf, if that's what you, that's what you should picture when you're trying to picture Odin as the old wanderer. And he would do this to test the people's hospitality. So basically, just see if they were sound. If that was a big thing for the Norse was hospitality. So offering your guests a drink. Uh, there's even a story about Odin giving his clothes to a scarecrow that had no clothes on saying that uh, a man feels shame without his clothes. I mean, fair do's a, a naked guy if you could still go about clothes yourself. I know a fucking scarecrow. That seemed a bit wild to me, yeah. So, Odin's ravens, Hugin and Munin. I thought this was a really cool part of the story. So, these two, two ravens, they fly around all the worlds every day. So, all the realms in the world tree, which I'll cover a bit a bit later and they'd land, fly around all these realms and come back and land on Odin's shoulders and tell him everything that they'd seen. Um, Odin gave them the ability to talk and also said that he fears they wouldn't come back. He fears more for Munin, so uh, memory, um, Hugin and Munin translates to thought and memory. So he fears more for Munin than he does Hugin uh, because memory is more important than thought. I suppose, what's the point in thought if you can't remember what you're actually thinking? And he's, like I said earlier, he's always sacrificing for knowledge and wisdom. And as well as the two pet ravens, he also had two wolves, Gary and Freki, who were said to keep him company and keep chaos at bay if things get a bit out of hand. And um, Gary and Freki translates to the ravenous one or the greedy one. So, going to mention uh, one of Odin's sacrifices for knowledge. So this sacrifice, he hung himself from Yggdrasil, the world tree. He hung himself from nine, nine nights until he was uh, pretty close to death. But when he was nearly dead, he managed to grab the runes, so letters, to earn his life. And the runes were the alphabet before Latin. Um, they were said to contain great power and they used them to become the wisest and mightiest being in the cosmos. But that still wasn't enough, he still wanted more. So, uh, another sacrifice that he made for knowledge and wisdom was his eye. Um, so this story, uh, he gets called One Eye, that's one of his names as well. So in this story he was sat on his throne in Asgard and he he was spying on the giants when he noticed a, a wise Jotun called Mimir who was drinking from a well. The well actually contained roots for the world tree which made him wiser every time he drank for it. So Odin decided to mosey on up there and ask the giant for one drink and in return Odin was going to share his all-seeing vision with the giant. The giant agreed with him so uh, he just pulled out one eye then and there 
and uh, it was placed in the well before having a drink. So he was one eye down, but he was the wisest then. And then having one of his eyes in the well was actually linked to him keeping one eye on the unknown as well as his other eye on the known. So here's a quote for the, the Havamal about this story. And there sat Mimir, the guardian of the well of wisdom, with his deep eyes bent upon the deep water, and Odin made reverence to Mimir, the wisest of the world's beings. I would drink from your well, Mimir, he said. There is a price to be paid. All who have come here to drink have shrunk from paying the price. Will you, eldest of the gods, pay it? I will not shrink from the price that has to be paid, Mimir, said Odin the Allfather. Then drink, said Mimir. Then when he had drunk out the great horn that Mimir had given him, he put his hand to his face and he plucked out his right eye. Terrible was the pain that Odin the Allfather endured, but he made no groan nor moan. As Mimir took the eye, let it sink deep into the water of the well of wisdom, and, and there the eye of Odin stayed, shining up through the water, a sign to all that came to the place of the price that the father of the gods had paid for his wisdom. Pretty cool. Pretty badass too, just uh, reaching up and pulling your eye right out. It's fucking savage. So back to it. I've no idea how fucking like Joe Rogan and that managed to record four hour podcasts. Poor dudes are actually chatting with somebody about like I'm finding it just now like 10 minutes at a time seems to be enough. So anyway, um, as life continued on Earth, the gods battled with the UNR, and uh, Odin's son Baldur started having ominous dreams about his own death. And due to the plots and the schemes of Loki, Baldur ends up dead, which no one's actually blaming Loki for, but he's so jealous and spiteful, it gets the better of him and he admits it and then runs away. Uh, the gods demand punishment for Odin for Loki, so Odin ends up using this all-seeing vision that he's got to locate him. And then the Aesir gods, so like the principal pantheon of the gods, the main group, they tortured Loki, which Odin feels really guilty about for breaking his kinship with him, even though Loki had killed his son. Surely he shouldn't be feeling guilty for that, but I suppose he does also treat Loki as a son. So this broken oath, among a few others, led to the gods, led the gods to the events of Ragnarok, which was doom or twilight of the gods. But rather than bringing on an apocalypse, it was just like the end of a cycle of time, followed by a rebirth and eventually another Ragnarok. The Aesir gods knew their days were numbered, especially Odin. And at this time, brothers turned on one another and Yggdrasil, the world tree, began to wilt. Um, Idrisil was a an ash tree that supports the universe. One of the roots extend to the underworld, which is Nilfheim, another to the realm of the giants, which is Jotunheim, and one to Asgard, which is the realm of the gods, which on the world tree looks like it's above, so that didn't actually make sense to me how a root could be at the top of the tree, but that's what it says. Um, and at the base of the tree there's three wells Ardorbrunner, the well of fate and that's watered by the Norns which are the fates Heaver Glimir which translates to a roaring kettle 
And in this well lived Nidhogg, who's a monster that chews on the roots of the world tree. And finally, Mimi's Brunner, or Mimir's well, and that was the, the same well that Odin pulled his eye out and threw it in there. So, yeah, because the the roots go into these wells, it's supposed to be a source of new life and wisdom. So the tree goes at the top, there's Asgard, which is uh, where the gods sit and look down on the earth. Then layer below that is Alfheim, which is the moon, Midgard, the earth, and Nospelsheim, which is the sun. And then underneath is Vanelheim, which is the owner and the Aesir gods, Jotunheim, which is the giant's realm, Nilfheim, the underworld, and Inferno, which is a uh, which is hell, which is ruled by a goddess called Hell, but it's spelled one one L instead of two, which is a uh, Loki's door, and Svartalfheim, the realm of the dark elves. So they're the ones I was on about earlier. Which every time I I see it written down, it just makes me think of the orcs. So just before Ragnarok, Odin and the the Aesir gathered as many strong and brave warriors as they could for Valhalla. This is a hall that was ruled by, by Odin and half of everybody that dies in battle comes here and the other half go to Freya's Hall, Folkvangar and Valhalla. The warriors fight and die every day which is pretty much training for Ragnarok and they tell the stories of their fights in Odin's Hall. Um, so yeah it's a pretty fucking badass way of living if you're a good warrior that died in battle, that's going to be the rest of your, rest of your life there, fighting and dying every day and then going for a piss up at night and just getting the crack with the boys, yeah. Well, and the women, because there was shield maidens and stuff back then as well, so the women were fighting in the battles as, as well. And at this time, the Jotunar were getting braver with their attacks on Midgard and it was a difficult time for men. There was a lot of death and wickedness and corruption was rife. It was the age of the axe and swords, and with a deadly winter coming, the, the whole of Midgard was ready to collapse. And then finally Ragnar Ragnarok arrived, the biggest, the biggest and fucking maddest battle the world had ever seen, and Odin led a massive army for Valhalla. And during the battle, uh, Odin was actually swallowed whole by the dread wolf Fenrir. And Fenrir is massive. He was the the father of all the wolves and he was just said to get so big they couldn't uh, they tried to control him and he bit someone's hand off uh, what was the guy's name Hemdall I think he was called he bit his hand off and uh, yeah he was too big to control um, and at the end they see our gods they lost the battle and the world was plunging into darkness which I was wondering as well I didn't actually get anything on it but I wonder if it's to do with like kind of Nordic countries being in darkness for six months, which and then dawn dawn breaks and however however much time and a, a new time cycle begins. But um, yeah, so after Ragnarok, the world tree Yggdrasil broke and fell, and time grows back and a new day dawns and the new time cycle begins. So I was wondering if this was just kind of the end of winter time. Pretty much just kind of what it seemed like it was describing to me. It's got a bit of a fucking mad story behind it. But the people didn't forget the deeds of the gods in Ragnarok. We've got here 
Odin's known for his endless pursuit of wisdom. So he's always like these sacrifices he does to obtain wisdom. Um, he wanders the realms, learning from the people, and he's also quite willing to trick and deceive others. Which these these three kind of things is a uh, gives him a lot of similarities with humans, kind of learning from us and seeing what the score is. His wisdom was meant to be legendary, really witty guy, witty god, and he represents the people who are willing to sacrifice the game what they're wanting. He only welcomes the mightiest warriors into Valhalla in preparations for the next Ragnarok, and um, this was one of the big reasons the Vikings pursued their strength and knowledge. Here are some lessons that I think you can learn from Odin. The first lesson, always seek wisdom. He's always looking to further his wisdom. And ways that he does this, he sits on his throne, watching everything that's going on, and uh, gets all his news from his ravens who tell him everything that they see and they hear. And through all those realms on the, on the world tree, you must, you know, there's a lot of stuff going into him every day, a lot of information. He's also interacting with the, the people on Earth, interacts with normal people to gain the knowledge of the common people, and he drinks the meat of poetry to become wiser. And we've already heard about him pulling his eye out and throwing it in Mimir as well, and hanging his cell from the world tree for nine nights to obtain the runes. So that's dedication for wisdom. Like, if, if that's not dedication, fuck knows what is. He also engaged in a battle of wits with a giant called. Uh, which means uh, mighty in riddles and the terms of the battle was that whoever lost the battle lost their head which Odin went on to win proving that he was he was the mightiest. Second lesson um, I've learned from Odin was don't drink too much and here's a few verses for the Havamal that I think sum this up. A traveller cannot bring a better burden on the road than plenty of wisdom and he can bring no worse burden than too much alcohol. There is not as much good as men claim there is in alcohol. For one's well-being, a man knows less as he drinks more and loses more and more of his wisdom. It's as if a memory-stealing bird flies overhead while he drank and steals your mind away. I myself have been trapped in that bird's feathers when I drank at Gunloth's home. I was drunk. I was too drunk at Fajlar's home. The best kind of feast is one you can go home from with all your wits about you. A foolish man misuses his mouth, he talks too much or says nothing. As soon as he gets a drink, he'll say anything he knows. Don't hold on to the mead horn. Don't hold on to the mead horn, but drink your fair share. Say something useful or stay quiet, and no one else will judge you poorly if you go to sleep early. So, yeah. Don't drink too much. I think he's basically saying there's there's a happy medium there. Um, but obviously, do what you want. Um, I'm not judging you. Um, third lesson, you never finish learning. No matter how much you've learned or how old you are, you can always uh, learn a bit more and further yourself. Everyone needs his visors. Um, Odin, as I said earlier, uses his ravens to tell him what's what. And he gets his... It, 
some advice with the Council of the Gods as well. And try and inspire people with your words. Odin's obviously got a bit of help there with the Mead of Poetry, which is said to make you wise, make your words come out so they sound great and well thought, which makes it a bit easier for people to remember. If it sounds good, people will spend a lot more time listening to it, which I could do with some of that mead for this podcast because I feel like I'm just tripping over myself at some parts, but hey oh, I'm sure I'll get fucking better the more I do. Next lesson, treat everybody as an equal. <clears throat> so here's another bit for the for the half of all. And so Odin, no longer riding on his on Sleipnir, his eight-legged steed, no longer wearing his golden armour and his evil helmet, and without even his spear in hand, travelled through Midgard, the world of men, and made his way to Jotunheim, the realm of giants. No longer was he called Odin, Allfather, but Begtam, the Wanderer. Odin seems a man to men and a giant to giants. Pretty good wee verse there. He always listens to everybody and he's humble, treating everybody the same way. This also helped him gain knowledge from a lot of different people, so... Yeah, treat everybody with kind of like a baseline respect. I mean, unless they've... Unless they're a knob and they've gave you reason to treat them like an idiot. Treat everybody... Treat everybody sound until otherwise. Next lesson was take responsibility. Odin created, created Midgard for the body of Ymir and defended it right up until the end of Ragnarok. He took it as his respons- responsibility in my opinion. And so I take responsibility for what you do. The next lesson is uh, face the hard times head on and become stronger for it. They're part of the journey. So here's another wee verse here. Odin took the horn in both hands and drank and drank, and as he drank all the future became clear to him. He saw all, the sorrows, the troubles that would fall upon men and gods, but he saw too why the sorrows and troubles had to fall, and he saw how they might be born so that gods and men, by being noble in the days of sorrow and trouble, would leave in the world a force that one day, a day that was far off indeed would destroy the evil that brought terror and sorrow and despair into the world. So I just deal with your problems head on, get through them and you'll you'll eventually get to what you're aiming for. Another lesson would be a sacrifice to learn more, but don't com- don't complain about the sacrifices which we see when he, he pulled out his eye and he didn't groan nor moan. Just pulled it out like a boss. And lastly, leave a legacy. Whether it be your kids or something you've created, try and leave something behind to keep your story going. Well, that's everything I've got on Odin so far, so that was the first episode of OGFM. Hope you enjoyed it, and like I said before, feel free to message me with your suggestions, questions and advice. And for the next episode, I'm going to look into doing the Celtic God Lugus, and perhaps another Celtic God to bulk it up because I mean this was quite a bit of research in Odin and I thought it was a lot on paper but reading it out you just blast it out so quickly so uh, yeah maybe maybe for the next one I might do a couple of gods just to kind of bulk it up a bit but I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope hopefully I've not been too boring to listen in I hope you come back feel free to share it to as many people as you can and try and get out there Right, take it easy folks.